Welcome to another edition of MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax and listen up. Does 205 with Jamal Hill, does that, is it a bit too soon for that? It sounds like you guys have sort of <clears throat> unfinished business at middleweight. Hello, I'd um, let's do it. Let's do it. In an interview with Submission Radio, the coach of middleweight champion Israel Adesanya, Eugene Behrman, said that his next move could be to go for Jamal Hill, which means that Adesanya would try to fight at 205 pounds again. Chael Sonnen has spoken about it and says that, although coaches should respect each other, Eugene receives a lot of hate for being wildly arrogant and dumb as rocks. I try to stay away. Eugene Behrman gets a lot of heat when he comes across as a combination of wildly arrogant and dumb as rocks. And he does, it's, this is true. It, but Sonnen recalls the past and what happened the last time Adesanya tried to fight at light heavyweight. It didn't work. Let's hear it from Chael himself. Do we need to come out and explain to him how his protege already did this? It, it didn't work. Like, do we need to explain to him what a beautiful and great and coveted position that he's in as king of a division? MMA community reacts to Holloway win and Barbosa knockout. Max Holloway, the former featherweight champion, utilized his extensive fighting experience to claim a unanimous decision victory over Arnold Allen, effectively ending the British 12-fight winning streak. Despite his opponent's impressive momentum at the beginning of the bout, Holloway's fight IQ and expert timing in managing distance allowed him to dominate the younger fighter. Several professional fighters took to Twitter to express their reactions to the impressive match. Dustin Poirier said, Max is smooth and patient, a true veteran of our sport at the highest level. Aljamain Sterling, cheer for Max. Max is still that guy. Marvin Vittori supported Allen for his performance. Hell of a fight. Keep your head up, you'll be back. Alex Volkanovsky, enjoy the great fight. Max showing great fight IQ and experience. High-level fight, well done lads. Wonderboy tweeted. Max took that in my opinion, he is masterful out there, totally in his element, born for it. Bell al Muhammad cheer for Holloway. Blessed is back. Dana hasn't shed much light on Holloway's future after this fight, but he did say that Allen would have won if he had gone all out from the beginning. You know, he won tonight, and uh, we'll see where it goes here. And like I say, he beat a young, super talented guy that, you know, could have fought a different fight had he, had he stepped it up a little sooner. John Jones answers Stipe Miocic's provocations. Following the statements made by Dana White regarding John Jones' disappearance. For him when he John Jones came out, made quick work, and poof, disappeared, man. He, he went back to whatever he's doing. He... He's ready to fight. He wants Stipe, so we'll get it figured out. And Stipe Miocic's comments implying that the champion was the one avoiding the fight, Jones reappears to clarify things with Stipe and the UFC fanbase. One thing that Bones has made clear is that the fight will not take place in July, and that he has no plans to retire for now. I lay low for a few weeks, and then you convince yourself that I'm afraid of you. Ha. Whatever you need to tell yourself, old-timer. Gilbert Burns isn't interested in Leon Edwards, he wants Colby. Gilbert Burns is eager for his opportunity at the title and has expressed his preference for his opponent. If Colby thinks the hardest fight, but he's the, the, the perfect fight, he's the fight that I won for so long. I have studied him many times and uh, 
yeah, I would, I would love to face Kobe, you know, if, you know, even though if it's Kobe, it might be interim, you know, because if Leo mm -hmm. is the champion, if something happened to Leo, he's, he's going to be interim better than Kobe, but I just, that's one of the fights that I've been looking for for so long yeah. that I would love that matchup against Kobe, even if it's interim title. After securing a significant unanimous decision victory over Jorge Masvidal in the co-main event of UFC 287, Burns presented an ultimatum to the promotion, either give him a title shot or release him from his contract. This daring statement was well received by UFC President Dana White, who agreed at the post-event press conference that Burns would be next in line for a title shot after champ Leon Edwards faces Colby Covington. Though the date for the title fight between Edwards and Covington is yet to be confirmed, that is the matchup the promotion is currently pursuing. Whenever the fight occurs, Burns hopes to be the backup, although he's hoping his services won't be necessary, he knows who he wants to win that fight, as he's keen to prepare for his second shot at the title against Covington. Daniel Cormier warns Nate Diaz on Jake Paul fight, Jake's gonna be big for Diaz. Now, I believe this will be the biggest payday of Nate Diaz's career, and I know Nate has made a lot of money in the UFC. With that being said, though, I don't know how much I like it. I don't know how much I like the fight based on two things. Jake's big for him. Jake's going to be big for Diaz. And Jake also is improving as a boxer, but Jake can also hit Nate. And that's the worry. Daniel Cormier has cautioned Nate Diaz that he will face a grueling battle against Jake Paul. The match between the two was announced on April 12th and is set to take place on August 5th, 2023 at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Cormier expressed his views on the Diaz vs. Paul bout in a recent video posted on his YouTube channel. In addition to Cormier, there are many people who fear for Nate, as although he has a strong chin, he is already 38 years old and would be facing a 26-year-old with a very good punch that could put him in trouble. However, there are other fighters like Leon Edwards, Andre Ward, and Anderson Silva, who believe that Nate's experience and determination make him a beast inside the cage. Silva believes that this will be a fight of timing, not power, and warns Jake to be careful with Nate. If you fight Nate Diaz, you are going to war. He's a, he's a beast, you know. When you go inside to fight with Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz, you need to prepare yourself for war because the guy's balls is crazy. So you know? Anderson Silva assures that the Diaz brothers changed the world of MMA with their great boxing skills and cardio inside the octagon. You, the Diaz brothers changed the game inside UFC because the guys have the best boxing. And the guys changed everything inside UFC, in, inside MMA, you know. And when you see the Bulls fight, Bulls have a good cardio and good boxing. It's different. Actually pretty upset at that time, but, um, you know, t took a minute and uh, kind of calmed down. So I go in and I basically say to them, hey, if that's the case, like if he's not he's not available, let me fight um, Makachev in, let's say, July or August. Um, but they're like, no, we have to save Makachev for October uh, for the Abu Dhabi card. I was like, OK, and I don't I don't really want to wait till October, but I still want to fight for the belt right so i say okay let's let why, why don't i get him in october then and basically the way they put it is like 
I'm not the number one contender is the, is the way they put it is uh, they said there's there's people ahead of me uh, and, and they specifically pointed out to Dustin Poirier and uh, at that point I was I was about to flip a table you know I was about to take Justin Gagey's advice you know he said if Dariush doesn't get the title shot we riot and I was very close to that. Benil Dariush, the UFC lightweight contender, had to adjust his plans. He was supposed to face former champion Charles Oliveira at UFC 288 in Newark next month. However, Oliveira had to pull out a few weeks before the event. The fight was rescheduled for UFC 289 in Vancouver a month later, but the new date was not finalized without some negotiation between Dariush and the UFC. Despite being ranked number four in the division, many fans and experts have called for Dariush to receive a title shot. His upcoming fight with Oliveira may help him solidify his position in the division. Chael Sonnen thinks Adesanya is the goat of middleweight. Having witnessed Israel Adesanya's triumphant recapture of his middleweight title at UFC 287, Chael Sonnen is now convinced that the last stylebender is the goat of the middleweight division. I believe that he is. Let's hear it from Sonnen himself. Do, did you really call Israel Adesanya the, the greatest middleweight of all time? Yes, I believe that he is. I believe that, uh, that More so than Anderson Silva? Yeah, you know, those guys fought. So that, that's where it's a hard time for me. Um, hmm. When two guys fight and then you argue that the guy that lost is better, and then you try to get smart with it and go, well, but it wasn't in their prime. And it, it, it's just weird. You know, there's something, there's a respect that you have to pay. Sonnen confidently stated on a recent episode of the MMA Hour, Adesanya, who is now a two time UFC champion and boasts a 13 and 1 record in the UFC's 185 pound division defended his belt five times during his first title reign and sealed his latest victory with a second-round knockout of Alex Pereira. While Anderson Silva remains Adesanya's main rival in the historical middleweight rankings, Sonnen still places Adesanya above Silva due to their 2019 matchup, where Adesanya emerged victorious against the older fighter. The UFC middleweight champion has reportedly requested a speedy return to the octagon, and according to Dana White, Adesanya could make his comeback before the end of the summer. Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya wants to fight non-stop, constantly, and he wants to fight everybody. So, yeah, we're working on that, and he'll, he'll, he'll fight again soon, maybe before the end of the summer. Max Holloway wants to fight the Korean zombie. Max Holloway has set his sights not only on the featherweight belt, but also on a particular fighter in the division, veteran Chong Sung Young. I would love that fight. Korean Zombie has has uh, mentioned a couple times that he would like to fight you, brother, for, brother, for, for one of his former. <laughs> Korean Zombie, that's the only guys from the that that is the only guy in my time in the with the older guys that I didn't get to fight. I would love that fight. Despite being a highly experienced fighter, the Korean Zombie is one of the few featherweights that Holloway has not yet fought. That's one of the guys I've been growing up and watching. I've been, I, I'm kind of tripping on how we didn't fight yet. How did we not fight? You know, and if. If that's one of the guys, then that's one of the guys. I'd, I'd love to fight and share the octagon with him. He's one of the OGs that I didn't get to fight yet. You know, that was like, we came up in the same era and like, and we didn't fight each other. So if, the, if that's it, that's it. Uh, what, what video? Following his recent unanimous decision win over Arnold Allen in the main event of UFC Fight Night, Holloway believes that a matchup against Jung could be a logical next step for him. Although his ultimate goal is to reclaim the UFC featherweight title, Holloway remains unfazed by his 0-3 record against the current champion. Leon Edwards declines fight against Colby Covington for next UFC pay-per-view event in London. Leon Edwards will not be defending his UFC welterweight championship against Colby Covington when the promotion returns to England. The UFC president Dana White recently revealed that they are working on the next Leon Edwards fight, but have nothing settled yet. 
on he's I believe he said that he, he's not going to be fighting in July in London and he's possibly looking at Abu Dhabi. Um, is that still Colby or is, is there other potential options on the table? Yeah, I don't know about Abu Dhabi, but we'll, we'll see. We, we, we don't know what's going to happen with that. That's all. We're working on all that shit right now. The promotion was planning to return to London, where it had held one of its most recent pay-per-view events, UFC 286, in March of 2022. Edwards had won his second straight fight against Usman via a majority decision at the event. Given the success of the promotion's recent events, White wanted to head to London again in the near future. During his post-fight press conference after UFC 287, White spoke highly of the fans in London, stating, The fans over there are amazing, we're supposed to have a fight night in July, I want it to be a pay-per-view, there's a lot of internal that needs to be worked out, and I'm working on it. While Edwards is not going to be fighting Covington in London, it is still unclear who he will be fighting next. The promotion is yet to announce Edwards' next opponent, but there are several top contenders in the division who could be next in line for a shot at the welterweight title. John Jones vs. Steepid in Madison Square Garden According to Dana White, John Jones' recent hints about his first UFC heavyweight title defense against Steepid Miocic will indeed occur in his home state of New York. During Saturday's UFC event, Jones tweeted that he is eager to schedule a showdown with Miocic and there are indications that the fight could potentially take place at Madison Square Garden in New York City during the autumn months. White has confirmed that the UFC is targeting November, which is when the organization typically holds an annual event at the famed venue. As far as I know everything's good and, and hopefully we have a fight and with him and Steve Bay very soon. You kind of made it sound like it'll be Madison Square Garden, is that kind of the fight? Who did? John. That's where we'd like to do it, yeah. Jones has created drama and concern among his fans about a possible retirement after the fight with Stipe Miocic, which would mean saying goodbye to what many consider the best fighter in MMA history. Dana White and Michael Bisping on Jake Paul vs. Nate Diaz fight With the Jake Paul vs. Nate Diaz fight scheduled, many people have been giving predictions and opinions on the fight, but this is not the case for Dana White who refused to talk about it at all. I don't want to sh** on other people's fights, like Oscar De La Huerta. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't want to talk about the fight. It's just, there, there's no, first of all, neither guy is my guy. There's just no need for me to comment on it or whatever. I wish him the best. I hope they make a zillion dollars. On the other hand, Michael Bisping does have some words for Jake Paul, whom he accuses of only fighting older and smaller men. I'm not hating on Jake Paul, but this is the pattern. This is the flow. Listen, I'm not hating on Jake Paul, but this is... The pattern, this is the flow. It's an almost 40 non-boxer. It's a guy that's a submission specialist with decent hands, and he's much smaller. Listen, Diaz is very tall. He's not a small man by any stretch of the imagination, but he did fight the majority of his career as a lightweight, okay? So it is going to be very interesting to see how this goes down. Talking to Raul was cool. Learning lessons, man. I think um, he saw the message that I put out on Twitter, and then from there, he reached out to me on IG, and I told him to come down, like, yeah, let's talk. Came down, I wasn't sure if he was, he said he was gonna come down. And I just kind of picked his brains, like, asking him, like, who's he training with, who's he sparring with, who's in his corner, um, who's his MMA coach, and things like that. Funkmaster and Raul Rosas have had a strained relationship for some time. After Rosas Jr. won his promotional debut last December, he expressed his belief that he could already be a champion, which did not sit well with Sterling, the current division leader. Sterling then revealed that he had previously trained with Rosas Jr. and that the kid's father recorded the session in secret. Rosas then claimed that he had dominated the champion during their grappling session of the training. 
However, it appears that their feud has come to an end. Rosas Jr. recently returned to the octagon against Christian Rodriguez, but was defeated by unanimous decision after a promising start. UFC commentator Daniel Cormier suggested that the loss could teach Rosas Jr. some humility and help him improve, and it seems that he was correct. Sterling posted a video on YouTube showing himself training with Rosas Jr. and stated that they had resolved their issues after the UFC 287 fight. Like I told him in the beginning, not directly, but through the interviews, that you should listen to your elders and want to learn from them, especially when they're that much older, because by the time you grow within a two, three-year period, us and some of these other guys are probably going to be exiting out or at the tail end of our careers. So why not use those guys as an opportunity to get better, learn some knowledge, and also... Benil Dariush thinks McGregor is in a lost situation. Benil Dariush, the top lightweight contender in the UFC, believes that Conor McGregor is attempting to recapture the passion that made him such a formidable force in the early stages of his UFC career, but can't do it. He is so lost right now. Let's hear it from Dariush himself. Man, I, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. I think he's so lost right now. Like every fighter wants to be rich and you know have uh, power, like he does. Uh, but he is the opposite now. He's willing to give up all his wealth and 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 and, and whatever to to be a good fighter again. But it's tricky, you know. Um, once you get comfortable, it's hard to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. So. I think he's been comfortable for too long, and now he's hoping these shortcuts will, will, will get the job done, but it's not, it's not that simple. Dariush has established an impressive winning streak, having defeated eight consecutive opponents since being knocked out in under a minute in 2018. The lightweight division is known to be one of the UFC's most competitive weight classes, with a constant influx of new fighters looking to break into the top 15. McGregor, the former champion of the division, is anticipated to return to the octagon later this year but his possible methods of recovering from a leg injury have been a source of attention. In a recent YouTube interview, Dariush discussed McGregor's situation, suggesting that McGregor has been comfortable for too long and that his considerable wealth may be a significant impediment to his successful return to fighting. He doesn't even want the belt. I, th I feel like he's at a point in his career where... Uh... He 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 wants to do those like historical fights, like him and Nate Diaz maybe, or him and Dustin Poirier because he lost to Dustin Poirier. Uh, but besides that, I don't really think he wants to go for the belt because there's a lot to that belt. There's a lot of pressure to to be champion, so I don't really think he wants to deal with that. McGregor's last victory occurred in 2020, but his status as the most well-known fighter in the sport's history is undisputed. He has also had significant business interests outside of the octagon, which have brought him considerable wealth. However, Dariush believes that this wealth may hinder McGregor's efforts to make a genuine comeback in the UFC. Alex Pereira needs to earn a title shot, says Dana White. UFC President Dana White believes that former kickboxing star Alex Pereira needs to prove himself by beating a top contender in order to be considered for a title shot in the light heavyweight division. You put him in title contention in that he has to beat somebody to to even be considered in title contention. He's got to move to 205 and beat a real guy, so that's what we're looking at right now. In his first fight at 205 pounds, Pereira will likely come out with something to prove after his loss to Adesanya. Nevertheless, White believes that Pereira must defeat a top contender in the division to establish himself as a legitimate title contender. Gilbert Burns wants to fight Dustin Poirier. Dana White announced a new co-main event for UFC 288 after the Charles Oliveira vs. Benil Dariush fight was postponed. 
Gilbert Burns was the likely fighter to feature in the scrap, but as Burns and Belal Muhammad began taking shots at each other on social media, Muhammad reportedly asked for the fight to be a catchweight due to Ramadan, which Burns declined. With the potential Muhammad fight not happening, Burns called out Dustin Poirier to move up to welterweight for a fun fight. Poirier responded that he could make weight, but wanted to be paid a decent amount. Robert Whitaker is going to be the gatekeeper of the middleweight division. In a recent interview on the MMA Hour, Robert Whitaker stated that he doesn't mind making a couple of people have a bad day by gatekeeping the division until he gets a third fight with Israel Adesanya. I'm hunting for that title shot against Israel, let's hear it from the Reaper himself. Thing. I'm, I'm hunting for that title shot against Israel. I want that I want that shot. It's just a matter of whether the UFC play it now or I have to gatekeep some people before that happens. You know, when it's all said and done it. for you. Whitaker only wants to fight fighters within the top five rankings in order to eliminate all possible contenders for the title before getting another shot. That's why he's not interested in fighting Hamzat at the moment, as rankings exist for a reason. And Chamayev is... He's not in the division rankings. Like I, I'm not for a reason, hmm. right? I, I, I like fighting top five guys. Like, that's at UFC 287 on April 8th, 2023. Israel Adesanya regained the UFC middleweight title, making him the promotion's first ever two-time champion in the 185-pound division. Whitaker challenged Adesanya for the title once again in their rematch at UFC 271 just over a year ago in February 2022. Unfortunately for Whitaker, Adesanya was able to secure a unanimous decision victory. Adesanya remains the only fighter to have defeated Whitaker in the middleweight division. Whitaker's only fight since his loss to Adesanya was against Marvin Vittori whom he defeated in a unanimous decision. Curtis Blades thinks he has the weapons to beat John Jones. As he prepares for his upcoming fights, Curtis Blades closely follows the heavyweight division and has his eye on potential matchups. While he thinks Steepid has a 50-50 chance of winning over Bones, Blades believes he presents a challenging opponent for John Jones. I have the size, I have the wrestling, I have the athleticism, I have the speed, I have the agility, I have all the things you need to match up with a talent like John Jones. Blades believes his wrestling skills, with the most takedowns in UFC heavyweight history and over an hour spent in top control, would present unique challenges for Jones that he has not encountered before, especially at heavyweight. Now tell us why you're on crutches. Um, I had to get surgery after my last fight. Um, last fight I, I hit my foot in the first round, in like the first minute or two, threw a kick at it. I felt it like, but obviously we crack on, we get through the fight. And then at the end of the at the end of the fight, I can remember going back to the medical room and just saying, "Ah, my foot, sorry, I had sore. Never uh, couldn't get it looked at properly till I got home. Then when the actual swelling went down and I went to get surgery, uh, it was a lot worse than we thought. I had to get inner and outer ligament surgery, well reconstruction. So it's big. How long are you going to be on on the crutches? Could be for another six weeks. Already been on them for six six and a half. Has that impacted your plans for the rest of this year, your goals? Yeah. I'll be lucky to fight this year. Wow. Paddy Pimblett's comeback could be delayed beyond expectations due to an ankle injury he sustained during a contentious decision loss to Jared Gordon at UFC 282. He discussed his challenging recovery from the injury that occurred in the opening round of their December fight in Las Vegas. Pimblett has already spent six weeks on crutches and he stated that he may require at least another six weeks, and he is unsure when he will return to the octagon. Conor McGregor on Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis's purse bet, it never happens and it's stupid. 
Conor McGregor, the former UFC featherweight and lightweight champion, is fed up with fighters betting their entire fight purse. This week, Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis agreed to a winner-takes-all match during a live stream ahead of their highly anticipated pay-per-view bout on Saturday. You want to bet? Yeah, let's do it. Whole, I'm down. The whole let's purse. do it. The whole purse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you hear that? That's a bet. Yeah. Yes, let's bet. You hear me on the live. Let's bet. So everything For sure. that you... Let's make a contract. Let's sign it, both of us. Let's do it. Okay, and if you if don't... you really want it. Call him up. Call him up. We can't McGregor took to Twitter to express his disapproval of the trend, urging fighters to stop doing it as it is not a wise decision in combat sports. McGregor pointed out that there are too many variables involved in fighting to make betting one's purse a smart move. Additionally, he believes that fighters won't follow through with their bets, rendering the entire exercise pointless. McGregor went on to call the practice stupid and urged his fellow fighters to refrain from it. This comes after Jake Paul bet his entire fight purse in February against Tommy Fury but failed to pay out after losing. Volkanovski thinks Yair Rodriguez is a real challenger. Ahead of his upcoming UFC 290 title defense against interim champion Yair Rodriguez, Alexander Volkanovsky has made it clear that he is not underestimating his opponent. Despite his recent dramatic bout against Islam Makachev, Volkanovsky is fully focused on his upcoming challenge. The featherweight champion recognizes the threat that Rodriguez poses, stating that he has been dominating and looking good in his recent performances. While fans may be anticipating a potential rematch between Volkanovsky and Makachev, the champion is staying focused on the task at hand and not looking past his dangerous opponent. I'm looking at him as a real challenger, like he's a dangerous fighter. Let's hear it from Volkanovsky himself. As a, as a real challenger, like he's, a, he's a dangerous fighter. He could be one of the dangerous, dangerous uh, fighters I've fought, really. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about uh, unpredictability and, you know, uh, and then, like, you know, still power, knockout power and so many different tools. So you need to take him uh, really serious. Mm -hmm. I think I'm the best fighter in the world. So am I confident? Yeah. But do I know that, you know, I know not to take this guy lightly, you know. Dana White gets Gilbert Burns versus Belal Muhammad for UFC 288. The UFC has announced a significant addition to the UFC 288 lineup with Gilbert Burns versus Belal Muhammad set to be a short-notice co-headliner. Dana White hinted over the weekend that the promotion was seeking to add another fight to the May 6 event at Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The matchmaking team was able to secure former title challenger Burns against streaking contender Muhammad in a high-stakes welterweight showdown. The co-main event will be a five-round contest, this was announced after Burns declined a catchweight fight that Belal had offered him due to Ramadan, via Twitter. After this, the Brazilian had been calling out Dustin Poirier, but it seems that Dana White was able to reach an agreement between Burns and Belal for UFC 288. Henry Cejudo had spoken about his thoughts on Gilbert and Belal as his co-main event fight. If there's one thing that I could really tell you guys, whether it's Belal Muhammad or Gilbert Burns, guys, fight each other. You guys are not getting any younger. I mean, the winner of this fight is going to be the next contender for the belt. Kobe and Leon Edwards are going to get in there. Like, there's no time for you guys to really start talking about time or it's, you know what I'm saying? If you really want to fight for the belt, you fight for the belt and you take this damn opportunity to be part of this pay-per-view card of this main event. Henry Cejudo wants Justin Gaethje in his co-main event fight for UFC 288. 
former UFC champion Henry Cejudo has a suggestion to enhance UFC 288. The upcoming pay-per-view event, set for May 6, suffered a setback when it was announced that the co-main event featuring lightweight contenders Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush was cancelled due to an injury sustained by Oliveira. In the meantime, UFC President Dana White has revealed that the promotion is looking to replace the bout with another high-profile fight. As one of the headliners of UFC 288, Cejudo believes he has the perfect solution. He suggests adding Justin Gaethje to the card and booking a title eliminator fight between Gaethje and Dariush, which would bolster the event and provide an exciting matchup for fans. I guarantee you Justin Gaethje will step in. Let's hear it from Triple C himself. You guys want to have a, a, a good co a, a great co-main event, a great card. Why not Justin Gaethje? I guarantee you Justin Gaethje will step in. Do him versus Dariush, winner gets a title shot. You see what I'm saying? But there's something that needs to be done. And I, I do believe that people need to do something to really step up if they really want to be that next person. Because if not, a whole damn year goes by. And then you're thinking about who is going to fight next. As a competitor, if I was in that position, I'd be the first person to raise my hand. Hey, I'm here to step up. Sean O'Malley thinks Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling is a bad main event for pay-per-view. Sean O'Malley has expressed his discontent with the upcoming bantamweight title fight between Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo at UFC 288, stating that it would make more sense for the fight to be featured in a non-pay-per-view fight night event. Crazy. You know, I don't want to start rumors, but I heard, and I didn't actually hear, I'll clarify that, but I heard my own thought tell my own brain that they're doing <laughs> UFC 288 as a fight night. <laughs> First time in history they're going to have a UFC uh, paper, uh, UFC title on the line for a fight night. You no. don't think it's going to do good, huh? What, what? O'Malley, who was expected to compete for the title after his victory over Peter Yen last year, believes that the booking is questionable, despite the logic behind it given Cejudo's previous status as champion. Yeah, but I am... It's a very important fight for me. For casuals, Algermain versus Henry, I don't think does it for him. And I'm not trying to be a hater, and I'm not trying to be funny, I'm just saying this is my perspective. The fighter shared his thoughts on his podcast, The Bromally Show. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.